All right. Uh, if you've got the material, your, your books, we're on page 584, paragraph 21.8. We're dealing with the Sabbath day, all right, dealing with the Sabbath day, how it relates or how we're on the chapter concerning worship, okay, the chapter concerning worship, and the Sabbath day being part of that chapter. Uh, it started with 21.7, uh, that God created a day, a day for rest, a day to be kept holy, and we're to remember that day. That was basically the first paragraph. And we looked at the first part of the fourth commandment, the questions regarding the fourth commandment. So today we look at the second paragraph in the Westminster Confession, it's on page 584. The question, or the, the paragraph, uh, stating this Sabbath, referring back to 21.7, this Sabbath is, is then kept holy unto the Lord when men, after a due preparing of their hearts and ordering of their common affairs beforehand, do not only observe and holy rest all the day from their own works, words, and thoughts about their worldly employments and recreations, but also are taken up the whole time in the public and private exercises of his, the Lord, back up in the first sentence, first line, private, uh, the public and private exercises of his worship, and in the duties of necessity and mercy. Now in our workbooks, our notebooks, I've got a couple of questions. First one, pretty simple. What two things does this paragraph note that we should be that should be done to make good use of the Sabbath day? Okay? And they're pretty simple. They're right there. Starts at the end of the first line, the first one. When men after what? A due. What does it say? A due preparing of our hearts. Right? A due preparing of our hearts. Um, the commandment, just to give us a pretty good idea of where the confession's taking us, the commandment is to do what? Fourth commandment. First word. To do what? Remember. To remember. To remember. Right? To think about it. We talked last week about that word meaning to mark it, as it were, on your calendar. To mark it in your mind. To mark it in your heart. To remember the Sabbath day to do what? Not just to remember it. Yeah, you remember there's a Monday and you remember there's a Tuesday and so forth. But you remember the Sabbath day to do what with it? To keep it holy. Right? That's not said about any other day. So the Lord's giving us some instruction concerning the Sabbath day. We are to keep it holy. 
set apart, set apart unto him. Remember the Sabbath, or the word that I was using, there are other words, but the word that I was using, the word means to, to the Sabbath, to, to, it, it's an intermission. It's an intermission. You got six days of labor. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But it's time for an intermission. The Sabbath day is an intermission. You stop. You quit doing what you were doing, and you do what's supposed to be done during this intermission. Now, God doesn't leave us wondering. Then you say, all right, stop. Okay, we stop. Now what do we do? We keep it holy. We set it apart. For the Sabbath day is a Sabbath of what? Of the Lord thy God. God says, it's my day. It's my day. You will keep it the way I tell you because it belongs to me exclusively. The other days I've given to you to use them as you determine. Obviously within the bounds of doing what's right according to God's word. But it's your day. You've got six of them to do what you want to do. God says, but this one is mine and you will do in it as I instruct you. You will do in it as I instruct you. Keep the Sabbath day holy unto the Lord. Right? Prepare. Prepare our hearts. And you can see the proof text uh, down there. The, the Number one, Exodus 28. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The second one, and this is the hard one. The harder of the two. We, we tend to be a little slack at times as to remembering the Sabbath day to keep it or to prepare our hearts. But the second part here is where I have trouble. I can tell you that. And I suspect a lot of us do. The second one is to do what? You've got it there in front of you. Somebody tell me what it says. To do what? To order? Yeah. To order our affairs, our common affairs, the things that we normally do the other six days beforehand so that, so that we can use the seventh day, the Sabbath day properly. Right? Now, let's just think about it for a minute. All right? Ordering our lives with the Sabbath day in mind. Tell me what that means to you. Let's just give me some, some of your thoughts. What, what would you need to do? I mean, you can give me a very simple thing. You know, you can, I mean, the, some of the proof texts give you some ideas. But just give me what you think. What does that mean? What don't we do on the Sabbath day, on the Lord's day? If we, if we can help it. Now, again, I'm not trying to set a, 
a list. I told you last week. Keeping the Sabbath day is between you and the Lord being mindful that people may be watching you. You may lead somebody else. So if you make a mistake as to how you keep the Lord's day and you really aren't as God intends, you may be carrying somebody with you. But just things that to you, and again, I'm not, this doesn't mean that what applies to you applies to everybody else necessarily, that everybody will agree or disagree. I just, I'm curious to know. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll get you started. I'll give you an example. I used to wind up at the filling station with, with three cars, one after the other, on Saturday night, often. Two cars, one car, depending on how much gas I had in the tank. Because I didn't want to be buying gas on the Lord's Day. All right? Just me. Jane? There's some big ways you can like order your life where you don't do a job or a career that you're having to work every single weekend. Um, or there's little ways, like me, I could lay out my clothes ahead of time. But that's hmm. going nowhere. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the proof text. The meals, laundry, you talk about clothes, just made me think laundry, okay? You know, it's, it's, it's awfully easy to throw a load in the wash and let it go. Well, not only your mind being free, but you're free. Your time is free. That's, that's what the Lord's after here because... What you take up in those worldly things, in worldly common, your, your normal activities. I don't mean worldly in the sense we use it sometimes as evil. But the time you use in that is time and energy that you can't give to just sitting down and thinking about what God has done for you. I mean, I, again, I think... I think keeping the Sabbath day is something that you've got to really think about. Husbands and wives talk about. You know, wives, if, if you're just really getting worn out on the Lord's day, by everything you're having to talk to your husband, and say, look, would it bother you if we do things this way a little bit? Because by the time I go to church, especially in the evening, I, I'm just, I'm dead. I'm tired. So, you know, little things. But they can be big things. I mean, look at the, the we, we mentioned the, the, the food and, and whatnot. You can look at the proof text there in Exodus 16. 23, and he said unto them, This is that which the Lord hath said, Tomorrow is the rest of the Holy Sabbath unto the Lord. And look, it's what it's Moses is telling the children of Israel. Bake that which you will bake today. And seethe. Cook, boil, whatever. Seethe that you will seethe. And that which remaineth overlay up 
remaineth over, lay up for you to be kept until the morning. And there's another verse we'll read along with that. But here at the beginning, just an example. All right. Do your preparation, your food preparation on Saturday so that on Sunday that's one less thing to do. Now, I'm not telling you you can't cook on Sunday. That's between you and the Lord and how you want to order things. I'm just giving you food for thought. Food for thought. Shopping. Yeah. Uh, forgot I needed to go buy this. Well, I'll just run out Sunday afternoon and grab it. Okay? A lot of things, little things, that we really have to work during the week. What you line up to be done on Monday. Right? If that means you got to really work at it on the Lord's Day to be ready for that Monday, maybe you ought to line it up for Tuesday. That's giving thought to it. That's ordering our lives so that we keep the Lord's Day. Okay? Education. Studying. Studying on the Lord's Day. Preparing for exams? No? Yeah? Mark? We, we've always tried to, with our sons, always have them Saturday study, do our homework until you're done on Saturday. And making our boys take that Sabbath rest. Uh, when I was a student, I had a, a pastor challenge all of us got six days to do it all, get it done in six days and rest on that on that seventh, rest on the Sabbath, and then Monday morning if you gotta wake up at whatever time, four or five AM to get out, you know, if you need to. But take that whole day of rest and the Lord will bless you with the rest. And and again, that's I, I, between you and the Lord, food talk to to, to think and, and just Oh, I never thought about that. I never really thought how that would be a violation of the Sabbath day. Or sometimes just just knowing, oh, others, yeah. Sometimes I think we fail to keep the Lord's day because we don't want people to think we're crazy. Yeah, oh, come on, loosen up. We're not under law anymore. Everybody in the church is doing this. Yes, sir. One of the most beautiful, insightful books you can read about the Sabbath is written by a conservative Jew named Abraham Heschel. It's called The Sabbath. And he reflects on what the Sabbath meant to the Jewish mind throughout the centuries. He said, whereas Christians tend to sanctify space, the Sabbath sanctifies time. So you need to think of that time in terms of the way we think about Yeah.
And, and for the Jews, as we'll see, it's pretty serious consequences if you didn't keep it. Right? Uh, some very serious consequences if you didn't. So, yeah, time. And, and time is the word that we related to the fourth commandment, right? Time, our time, all of our time. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. So it, it covers all seven days. It's not just the Sabbath. Right? Our time. Uh, Bob, do you have? Uh, where are the New Testament? Uh, Seth moved on Saturday. It was moved with, the, with the, uh, the resurrection on the first day of the week. And, and that's when the assembling together. Now, is there a specific place where you'll see where the Lord said, no longer is the day of rest the, the seventh day, uh, the last day. Because again, we, we mentioned last week, of course, the Sabbath was not the seventh. In creation, it was the seventh day of creation, but Sabbath doesn't mean seventh. Sabbath is simply the day set apart. And from the resurrection of Christ till today, the church generally has set apart this first day of the week because of events that happened that, that the New Testament lays out for us. So that's about the best I can do for you on that. I don't know if anybody has any other thoughts, but I think that's, and, and we'll see that in a little bit too. Mark? Sunday being our Sunday, the first day of the week. Yeah. So, and, and I've got, I've given you a handout, and, and if you didn't get it, you make sure you pick one up, right? I'll have them out here in the room. If you didn't get it, you need to. Because what I've made you copies of is what our civil law with criminal penalty what was required in the observance of the Lord's day? All right? This wasn't the church. What I've given you is not something from somebody's book of church order. It's copies of portions of the criminal code adopted over various periods of time, the last one being the current. All right? And I want you to look at them. You take one, and you take it home, and you read it. Please. Because what I want you to see is what the world in general thought of keeping the Lord's day. And as we might expect, that keeping has drifted, has become less and less of a requirement. And the church has followed right along. You couldn't do recreational things. It was, if, if you were caught one of them talks about, just to give, one of them talks about bear hunting. So if you were out bear hunting on the Lord's Day, you could go to jail for it. Right? 
You could go to jail for it. If you were caught out playing baseball on the Lord's Day, you'd go to jail for it. Yes, sir. No, that, that that's not a problem. I mean, nursing. I'd create. I'd that might fall in both mercy and necessity. They can't go anywhere. A lot of them. So going to there, that that just giving the gospel. No, I don't have any problem with that at all. I wouldn't have any problem if you went down and went did street preaching on the Lord's Day. If you're giving the gospel, doing the work of the kingdom. Uh, no, but if we're, I mean fishing or whatever or sports or in our minds go here and the devil the devil's a vicious foe and he puts plenty out there for us and we help him we help him and I'm guilty oh did you see the game yesterday You know, I mean, for me, again, that, that's just me. That, that. So you've got to be careful. But I want you to look at this because I want you to see and I want you to ask yourself, well, were, were they just missing the mark way back when? They just, they just got way too serious about this. Or maybe are we missing the mark today as believers? Mark? I read a book called, it's called Call the Sabbath of Delight, and it's based on Isaiah 58, 13 to 14. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is a blessing to us and to our family. Yeah. A delight. Sabbath. All the law. We've talked about this. The whole, the Ten Commandments and the summary of the moral law is a delight. When you consider it and use it and look at it as God's gift to us. To help us order our lives to be pleasing to him. Which is... Our chief end. So the Sabbath day is no different. It's not unique as part of the moral law to being a delight. Now, the, the verses you mentioned certainly use the language. Uh, but we, we ought to delight in God's... That's why we read it. It's part of our worship service. And we can rejoice in it. Because God's cared enough for us just like you care for your children and you instruct them say look don't do that that's wrong you lay down the law okay in the home this is what you're going to do on Saturday because this is what you're going to do on the Lord's Day and children kind of yeah 
Man, they put 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 their they got a game going Saturday. Fine, go play. As long as you got all your homework, you can get it done because come the Lord's Day, you're not gonna do it. And if you flunk the test on Monday, it's on you. Okay? So pick up if you if you don't have one, make sure you pick it up, because I don't want to take the time to, to read through it. But I think you'll find it interesting. I think you'll find it very interesting um, as to to what's there. Yes, ma'am. I was going to say, in your question, um, Robert Godfrey was leading here. He did a really good series on the changing of the day and the, really the whole book. Yeah. And, and yeah, there, there, are the, there, there are things written. But generally speaking, it, it has to do with the resurrection. That's that's the bo- kind of the bottom line is the resurrection. Okay, any other comments or questions on that part? All right, yeah. ordering our lives. Yes, sir, Jack. I used to work at the airport before I retired, and I reported to the director and Roger Milliken. I don't know if you guys know who Roger Milliken was, but he was the kind of person that you don't say no to very often. He wanted me to work on Sunday, to meet him on Sunday. And I, I said, no, I have to go to church. And he was upset about that. But I, I ended up doing, after church, I went to meet with him. And, you know, I began to think about the air transportation system. You've got all these pilots working on Sunday. and The whole system mm-hmm. isn't there. You know, in the Lord's Day... And and there are there are now and again it, it gets to be difficult. It gets to be difficult because you got the drugstores. If somebody's critical and need medicine, if somebody's not there, you got hospitals. You got a lot of people working. So, what falls into mercy and necessity? Transportation, you know, emergency vehicles. Maybe getting somebody that's badly hurt flown from here to there so they can be better treated. There are a lot of things to think about. The point is we want to examine our heart. If you're keeping the Sabbath because you've established for yourselves a set of rules, rules help. But what you want to be doing is keeping the Sabbath because it's God's. And I want to please God. The desire of my heart is to enjoy Him and to glorify Him. Right? Chief end. So how do I do that? Well, you got to think about it. You got to make some decisions for you. And as we'll see, maybe for others, Mark's already given us one example, you know, maybe for others, maybe for you, being mindful, the influence, your friend, who you've been witnessing to 
and who thinks you are their spiritual example. What you do, they may be kind of like Paul. Be imitators of me. As I am an imitator of God. Right? Good. All right. And my second question. Well, we'll start on it. My second question, what are we to be reminded of with each Sabbath day? We have 52 of these days every year. You realize that's almost two months out of every year? Just thinking about that. A lot of days. It can, um, it can, it can easily become routine, can't it? But the Sabbath day serves a special purpose for us. At least, I think it should. So what I'm trying to do with this second question is just to get us thinking about, all right, every time I'm coming, if I'm going to order my affairs, how I order my affairs during the week is going to depend upon what I think of the Sabbath day. And how I want to deal with the Sabbath day. Okay? So, what are we to be reminded of with each Sabbath day? Well, the first one I've got, and we'll look at these scripture references and and we'll stop with this. The first one I would say, and, and the preeminent one, is just to think about God. Consider God. Children of Israel. The Sabbath day. The fourth commandment, part of the ten, we talked about it. Exodus chapter 20 starts. How? That beginning introduction. I am the Lord thy God. And don't you forget it. The first commandment. You aren't to have any other gods before me, and especially, if I can put it this way, yourself. Because if you fail to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, as we should, to satisfy our own desires and pleasures, needs, whatever it may be, We broke the first one right off because we put ourselves ahead of God. Take a look at John, and and we'll look at a few of these passages. John 1, and and you'll know most of them, I think, but John 1, verse 3. Um, and, and, and this, in part, my, in, with God, thinking about God, his creation, and his, who he is, all right? John 1, 3, all things were made by him. He's the creator. 
all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. And we, we consider that on the Lord's day. This is the God we worship. We, we ought to think about him. How powerful he is. He's sovereign. We're just creatures that he made. That he loved. That he provided a way of salvation for us. Through his own son. Okay? This is our God. That we think about. That, that we let consume us on his day. That thinking and that meditation. Look at um, Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians 1 verses 16 through 18. And again, creation... For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, and even getting into particulars, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him, and don't lose this last little few words, and for him. You were created for him, and at this juncture, to keep the Sabbath day, to worship him, to adore him, right? Created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Part of the Lord's day is to give him the preeminence. And then Hebrews, and we've looked at Hebrews and our, our, our minister has been going through Hebrews, but Hebrews 1, 1 through 3, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Okay? That's part of what we do every Lord's Day. We think about this. We consider it. Our focus, remember? That was our word for the first commandment, our focus. Our focus is on God. Not on what we got to do tomorrow. Oh, those thoughts will come. Those thoughts will come. Right? Don't, don't, 
Don't let the devil rob you of the joy of this day. Because, oh, no, here I am thinking about the wrong stuff. Man, I've just made a mess of it. Because I guarantee you the devil will bring it in front of you. You know, somebody will call you. Somebody will say something. Ah, tomorrow. Ah. You know. So, or, man, I messed up yesterday. And now I'm behind. And I, I, I need to go do this. And. I guarantee you, the devil will work at it unless you're an off exceptional or at least maybe I'm just the oddball here. But those things happen. The devil will work very hard at it. Prepare our hearts and order our lives. Mark. good thing to do anyway. And, and so I got a habit of then and, and I just not yeah. accessible on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. So I say prepare, order our lives. You were ordering your life. Because you knew what was going to happen. Yes, sir. So you started ordering your life. I, if this thing's going to be, I can just leave it at home. And when he says, didn't, I never heard from you. Well, on the Lord's Day, I leave my phone, I put it down, I stick it in a drawer, whatever. You know, I mean, I must confess, I, I never know what somebody's looking at. You may have somebody in the hospital, and you're trying to find out how they're doing. And I do my best, just, you got your phone, but sometimes I wonder. Am I just looking for the next message to see who's sent something to me? Am I, you know, here's a news alert. Oh, what's happening? Nothing that God's not in control of that you've got to be worried about today. Okay? So be careful with them again. That's one of those things where it can be a distraction to the person sitting beside you. So be careful with it. All right, well, my time's gone for this morning. We're going to keep going. I've got a number of things. Just be thinking about, okay, the Lord's Day. What, what, am, what can I be reminded of? I'm reminded to think about God, think about Him as my Creator, think about Him as my Savior. Think about... The fact that he's sovereign, his attributes, you know, all, all that comes into play when I talk about thinking about God. Everything about God that you know or need to know. You know, look through God's word. What can I find out about God today that maybe I, I just hadn't thought about lately? You can always think about his love. If you can't think about that, then something's wrong because if you're not thinking about his love, you're not thinking about what Christ has done for you that makes this day meaningful to you, right? All right, let's have a word of prayer and we'll stop. Father, again, we're grateful to you for thy day. Lord, what a 
What a mercy. A mercy that's new one day out of every seven to us. A particular mercy. A special mercy. Lord, you're, you're caring for us and your thoughts of us even as you were creating all that we see. Lord, we pray that you would help us by your spirit to come to understand more about the Sabbath day and, and how we use it to please you. And we would ask, particularly and especially now for this day and the worship hour that will follow soon, that you will fill our hearts with thoughts of love and adoration and thanksgiving. Help us by your spirit to worship you aright. And we'll thank you for it, for we pray it in Christ's name. Amen.